After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. in the nick of time <laughs> man my mic was muted so that was fun yeah, um <laughs> welcome everyone to the cluster puck podcast part of the mhrt network here at center ice i am nick beside me here as always is brit how are you brit good i uh it's been a long week we moved our bedroom from upstairs to downstairs so we've moved every piece of furniture Sure, oh, in the, our house because the then we move max room to do, the other room. Do you have those heavy dressers and drawers and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's been a good workout. It's good for the muscles. I um only managed to break like two toes and a shin. So <laughs> doing good. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm. I helped move my uncle um, across the county. So uh everyone's moving apparently some just as short as downstairs others just as far as across the county so good stuff yeah, but uh yeah we my my wife and i bought the um they're like these what shoulder dollies i think is what they officially call them and you basically take all the weight instead of having to carry it from your hands and it strains your muscles up here and stuff you basically wear this thing like a shirt slide it under your furniture yeah. and you just basically pick it up and it all the weight ca carries on your shoulders and yeah. back like it's like they a heavy a backpack and it made that thing slick like it was it was pretty impressive so yeah, yeah i would i would uh, 10 out of 10 recommend those things nice. if you're ever moving yep uh anyways So go ahead and like and subscribe and follow the uh, MHRT network so you can get notified when shows just like the Cluster Puck go live. Um, we have a variety of shows, a lot of new ones that have been on the up and coming. I think Orange and Brew, yeah. the BPA show, mainly Broncos, Sports Nonsense and Whiskey. Those are ones that come to mind. I know there's obviously Wild Wild West, Broncos Breakdown, 5280. Uh, I hope I'm not missing anyone. Obviously us. Um, so don't forget to like and subscribe to the MHRT network. So you can get that notification. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, let me go ahead and uh, throw that ticker up there. You can go ahead and follow us at uh, Cluster Puck Avs on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, okay, so we got a lot of stuff to get into here. <laughs> the, so the the kind of basis that I want to get to is the Val Nachushkin news, the Greg Cronin hiring. Uh, the Stanley Cup final, and then the age-old question of does the best team actually win? So let's get into Val Nichushkin first. So it was reported from the league. This was a press conference that was held with Gary Bettman, uh, Bill Daly, and they both had come out releasing a statement. The question was brought up about what happened with Nichushkin, 
and you know Elliot Friedman reported on this and and all that, and they just said that uh, Bill Daly commented and said the organization, the Colorado Avalanche organization, as well as the league, the NHL, are aware of the events, the how everything unfolded with that whole Val Nichushkin in Seattle story. And they said it was handled appropriately by both the league and the organization. There's no ongoing investigation, and he'll be eligible to play in the 2023-2024 season. So I guess do with that what you will. <laughs> they, they did release um, police body cam yeah, footage. I mean, it was kind of interesting that that was asked during the State of the Union. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit strange that it's the only thing intriguing to come it. of that was like here it mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I watched the body cam footage and stuff like that. It's like there's like like a five minute segment of one, but then there's like the full twenty-ish minute released one. And I watched that twenty minute one right. and it effectively just tells you the same thing that the reports told you then you know the body cam footage does show the police officer going right. to the woman in the ambulance and she's saying you know she's looking for her passport she's accusing someone of being mm-hmm. a bad man but by then the right. can, but doesn't he know you know yeah so so mm-hmm. if if there was a police investigation he would have stayed you know they wouldn't right. have just let him go or if he I don't had know if they out of there yeah, to I'm, avoid I'm the media, really like sure. if they wanted him gone before the media got there. The only really yeah, intriguing it's... thing that came out of it was the coach doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very end of one, he says, "Can we discuss um something about his like personal health?" And the the cop basically says, "I have to shut my camera off because it's recording," and that's like a HIPAA mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, so it's weird to wonder what they're implying there. You know, what where that conversation was going to go. What we wanted to see was probably what immediately followed that. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine at this point most people are assuming it's something to do with drugs and or alcohol. But I mean, mm-hmm. there's really all you can do is speculate, and you just people seem so sure that they know exactly what's going on, and a lot of people really need to uh, yeah, because a lot of those keyboard warriors are basically saying, well. All I know is that it had to do with a heavily intoxicated woman and Val Nachushkin suddenly left. That's evidence enough for me that he's guilty of this and this and this. It's like, that's right. not evidence at all. You know, the only thing you know is that she was yeah. found heavily intoxicated in his room, if I'm not mistaken. But he and, and he left. So that could mean, I mean, it could mean he was set up or framed for something. You know, it's like we, we don't know the exact events. The only thing that we do know is that the league knows exactly what happened. The organization knows exactly what happened. And according to the league, there's no investigation. And the and it was handled appropriately. And he's back to being yeah. eligible to play. They can say appropriately, but I think it's pretty safe to say that the Avs handled it very poorly um, by not getting ahead of whatever, you know, was to come mm-hmm. of this. I uh, The thing is, if he wasn't Russia... <laughs> there wouldn't be nearly the amount of speculation. Oh, yeah. It's just too easy to speculate genuinely the most like um, end of the world scenario mm-hmm. type things, like literally that he up the wrong gal and he is now like, you know, sitting with the Flyers goalie somewhere in a an igloo <laughs> serving for the Russian military. And if it wasn't yeah, Russia, no if they came from assumptions would be so much more tame. But the Russia aspect, um, 
And also, you know, I, uh, oh man, who was it? I think it was uh, um, maybe Eric Dean that was talking, saying that he's definitely, and this is a repeating um, topic, is that he's certainly one of the more reserved people in the locker room. He's not one to offer up any information. Apparently, he won't even, they went through and asked every player, how did you Yeah, he won't say why he picked the number 13. So maybe there's some like, I don't know. Are Russians um, Russian superstitious? Like, is there something superstitious? I, I, have, I have no but idea. He said that, like, at one point, and I can't remember what the reporter's name was, but he asked if he could ask a question of Nuke, and Nuke just said no and walked away, which it's hard, especially um, with my type being like the Minnesota nice. You know, we talk mm-hmm. to everyone, we make everyone a neighbor. The even East Coast people, and particularly like Russian types, they can come off as very brash to us Midwestern types. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he is actually a jerk and English might be a barrier there too to where, mm-hmm. but yeah, apparently they asked if they could ask him a question and he just said no. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. He's not chatty. Yeah. So the only thing we'll ever know is if he comes out with a statement himself or if he gives permission for the avalanche to do so. So, you know, it's best we can do. And I, I say this with a grain of salt is trust the NHL, trust the league. Right. And I frankly don't care. Not that I don't care, but I'm not going to judge or hold it against if it is like a drug or alcohol issue. My primary concern is um, the strength of that locker morale at this point. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see, we'll see how his teammates perceive that and what they know about the situation. Um, it's honestly impressive that they've been able to keep it this under wraps. I mean, they can't, keep, yeah. no one in the world can keep anything this secret and they have done uh, a very good job of keeping this tight lips. It's I know they're, they're able to leak reverse retro jerseys months before they're actually right. to release. And yet this right. is one of the stories that apparently, and just nobody has anything. And that's the thing is, right. People just that's where the speculation then really takes off and people just it try is, to put two and two together game. with with whatever with what evidence there is. Yeah, you could make kind of the A equals B, but th- it's never that simple. You know, there's always something more complicated no. to these things, you know, so. No. Hopefully, you right. know, everything's everything becomes OK. I mean, the, the two big important people in this story are val and that and that lady and apparently mm-hmm. they didn't say she passed away so as far as i'm aware they treated right. her and she's okay i released from the hospital he seems to be doing okay wherever he is he might be back in russia he could be back in denver who knows uh hopefully, hopefully we see taking care of his mental physical health um i mean he's got a long off season so hopefully he can come back um in the right headspace it's scary mm-hmm. when they've had those injuries. So you don't know where they're at with pain medications. You know, he yep. pushed really hard through a pretty tough injury. So who knows where he's at? Um, yeah. But hopefully yeah. he comes back mentally and physically sound. Yeah. And if they, and if he decides to, then great. We know exactly how he's able to play. And if with a clear head, he might play even better. You know, you never know. Um, but I don't want to get to that point where it's like he is no longer with the organization all of a sudden. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah go near that door you know so best wishes to to him hopefully everything's going all right but yeah as far as we know he's eligible to play for the season so that's kind of what uh we are expecting of him so we'll 
just kind of le- let that lie. And if there's new information yeah, that comes it honestly out, might and, never come out. And that's, that's true. Point, yeah. And I honestly, I'd be okay with that because it'd, it'd be just one of those things like, Oh yeah. You know, five years in advance saying, Oh yeah. Remember that thing that happened with Nichushkin? And people be like, right. Especially yeah, if he whatever comes happened, back but they don't exactly. Yep. So we'll just have to see. Um, but yeah, like we said, best best wishes to them and, and obviously that woman that uh, was also involved in the incident. So, okay, uh, moving on to the next subject here. So it was announced, I believe today, that the Anaheim Ducks are going to be hiring former Colorado Eagles head coach Greg Cronin. Uh, he was with the Colorado Eagles for five years, if I'm not mistaken, and I think... Mm-hmm. Went to the cup finals, Calder Cup finals, three of those years. Not finals, I'm sorry, but like far in the Calder Cup playoffs, three um, of those years. Didn't um, they make the finals last year or this the 2022 season? I won one we of them. I could have swore they did. Because it seemed like remember. the Eagles were on the brink while the U was winning the cup or win, whatever they win. Do they win cups in college? <laughs> winning the championship. They, they win scholarships i don't know <laughs> uh let's see um oh believe it or not let's see well, i might be on the wrong thing because this one says chicago wolves and springfield thunderbirds okay the thing so is, is and I don't know what the is, but you have to imagine that the better the abs are and when they can manage to pull up a hot prospect from the Eagles, it probably is a direct negative for the Eagles because we're taking, mm-hmm. you know, usually whoever is their best player. So yeah. it's such a tough league, which is interesting because I don't know if you've heard, um, they did approve for the Chicago Wolves, I believe it was, to um, mm-hmm. separate themselves, to be a completely separate entity. So they won't be funneling any of the players to the NHL, which has the negatives in the profitability um being able to house their draft uh, prospects. Mm-hmm. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. But also, they don't have to worry about their players being moved up and down. So it's, it's randomly called up. Yeah. yeah, it is an, that's an interesting I, idea. I can't help but wonder if that's going to be the direction the AHL begins to take, where it kind of turns yeah. into, I don't want to call it like a developmental league, because even like basketball's G League and the minor leagues for baseball, mm-hmm. they still have those ties. Yeah, but it would be something of like a like the English Premier League soccer. How there's it's a basically two different leagues. Yeah, the only difference is obviously relegation and promotion that does won't exist. Yeah, it'll but be they can basically funnel see. anywhere. You know, yeah, it, to be determined. But um, in either sense, he was five years with the Eagles, did very mm-hmm. well with them. I mean, especially look at this last year with what he did, considering how many people they poached the Avs poached from you think Colorado. Jared job is hard i mean we're doing oh, the exact no kidding. Same thing. we take their guys we injure them we send them back home it's like yeah, exactly and then he has to deal with the scraps you know and so that yeah. got me thinking do we think this anaheim ducks organization 
with a Colorado product coach, are we going to see this to be something of like a Jared Bednar type situation mm-hmm. where Bednar went from AHL right. and just, you know, he, he didn't had coaching NHL experience prior to him going to the avalanche and look what happened. You know, yeah, are we going be... to see something like that? Had they got be- uh What's his face? Bedard, maybe. <laughs> But I don't think that they're in the same springboard position that the Avs were when Bednar came in, where there was mostly just fine-tuning and hole-filling and um, more like locker room regulation. And I think that the Ducks have a lot longer of a way to go. Um, Obviously, I'm super excited for him because that's what you want to – these lower leagues, everything is to get you to the top. And essentially, he achieved the ultimate goal. But um, I just hope that they don't chew him up and spit him out, you know, like with Mm -hmm. Dallas just getting fired it's like what the heck was he supposed to do with that team like you cannot blame him for the lack of success i mean which it was impressive how bad the ducks were um but they (laughs) have such a varying degree of age and youth on that team um you know it's been discussed that with cronin he's just the guy to meld with younger players there's new communication Mm -hmm. styles not just go out there and embarrass them and yell at them. Um, mm-hmm. It's a different approach, and he's clearly been successful with that. And honestly, it's a great loss for the Avs because while we have struggled to develop um, every draft pick, every prospect, we really have seen <laughs> a lot of success come out of Loveland, uh, particularly mm-hmm. when you look at some of our older players that go there and hang out, and then they come up and they're you know they're very helpful in the mm-hmm. limited roles and the role playing positions that we bring them up for. So it'll be curious to see um, how that affects our you know maybe we'll get somebody better, but that does have an effect on the Avs greatly when you consider they're raising you know they're raising our kids, hopefully to be Basically. good people. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting, but that's that's great for him. I just hope they don't ruin him. Yeah, I exactly, would, and. Would that would sh- be the worst thing too, because he did exactly what you said. He just did so well with what he, the cards he was given in Loveland with the right. Eagles organization that, you know, I think, and you know, it's, it's awesome for him to get this type of a thing because he kind of comes riding the coattails of Jared Bednar. Cause, and that was kind of the reason I brought up that first question. If you follow is kind of what Bednar did is because yeah. Bednar's first year, I believe, they had literally one of the worst seasons in NHL history, right? But then right after that, they made the playoffs and never didn't make it since. Yeah. You know, it's like, so if that's well, kind of the product like from that same round. trunk, yeah. you know, who knows? And it's not like they don't have any talent. It's just mm-hmm. it's a mismodge-podge group of people that don't really meld together. And maybe they just, they desperately need a, like a, um, an identity of style you've got zegris mm-hmm. it's like if you want to go for that blazing wild offensive um yeah you know you just they got to pick a style because i i mean do you see them having an identity they're kind of in the same situation as the sharks when it's like what are you like who are you yeah it's like they have they have names and there's faces right. to those names right but they don't have that type of a caliber where it's like you know this is your core this yeah. is this is your supporting cast. This is your bench, your depth. Excuse me. I feel like as soon as the speaking of the Ducks specifically, as soon as they can get that, you know, and hopefully it is under Greg Cronin because again, mm-hmm. he's been a fantastic a fantastic coach. You know, yeah. it it then would be 
kind of twofold where because of his coaching, now they have an established core with, you know, Zegras and Troy Terry, yeah. whoever they have. Yeah, that's right. Um, the key so players we'll, we'll here. <laughs> that's right. All the key players that the Avs had uh, <laughs> sitting on their fourth line three years ago. But yeah. uh yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting to see, but uh, we just want to wish Greg the best of luck and thank you for everything that you did in Loveland. But uh, a good opportunity for him, you know. And it's and you know, Allie here puts up a great point. It is nice in the NHL that now it's not just somebody in that coaching carousel. You know, it's not like a Daryl yeah, Sutter all of a sudden. Yeah, Bob, it's someone Bob new Bob's? that. <laughs> Sorry. Talking hard. <laughs> um, but it's not one of, yeah it's not those who have already been around the block and that kind of stuff that you know what their coaching style he's is he's old but it's a just a different yeah. device and it will be interesting to see how an extended a person who had an extended coaching time in the ahl does that translate to nhl coaching um, I think it'll translate well, though, with the Ducks because they do have a very, very young crew. I mean, he's got talent. He does. It's, yeah. He's not going with anything. They need to get a goalie figured out. Uh, John Gibson is not going to live forever. Um, he seems to only yeah, play which well. I believe he has uh, indicated to the team that he kind of wants out. This, and that's the guy's just kind of gotten the short end of his whole entire career. It seems like yeah. sometimes, um, but they've got, they've got Zegris. Um, they've got McTavish. They've got Troy Terry. I mean, they've got a good, they're really, um, they really need to shore up the defense. I think they just don't play defense, which is kind of one of those mm-hmm. things like, but we'll just blame Gibson, you know, that's yeah. Um, He's the fall yeah. guy. I think he's going to do well, but I think that it was very wise of them to not bring in a Babcock, a Laviolette, a freaking Trots to these young guys, mm-hmm. because that's how they're just, you're seeing guys. Um, when you think about guys like Cole Caulfield, I mean, he just stopped scoring for the mm-hmm. the year and then they go and what is it? Uh, what's his name? St. Louis. He, uh, Martin St. Louis. Bantam coach. They bring in a Bantam coach and honestly, a lot of NHL coaching is just being a good motivator and like a good, mm-hmm. a good, you know. Well, I mean, and, and you look at Jared Bednar, you know, Bednar, I have never seen him scream once. When he I heard him always say that for the so, first time, I was, oh. I, I, right? Like, it was like, oh, I didn't even know that was yeah. in your vocabulary. Yeah. But like, he never screamed or he doesn't yell. He, you know, he, he will be stern when like talking to the refs over a bad call or whatever like but um, i'm not mad i'm just disappointed exactly he just keeps that demeanor about him that's very calm very collected they don't want to just come what may you know yeah so it'll be interesting to see if this ducks team kind of takes those colorado eagle points from from you know cronin's coaching and, and it'll be interesting to see because it's a new, like I, like Ali said, it's a new dynamic, new type of a coaching system, um, it, and it could be the ushering in. They just, uh-huh. I hope they give it, him time. Is it a they they should. contract? Oh, let me see if I, they actually did say. Because, I mean, I feel like until he's coached a couple young people that have come completely through him from the beginning of their career through – you just can't judge off like two years, um, mm-hmm. especially one year. But uh, 
I, th- I really I don't think see, I don't see a term anywhere. Oh, wait, no, no term, but it, it, the details could come in the next couple of days. So I would, I would say but maybe give him at least three years, you know, so it's nice to see him go, but I know that it's a hard loss for Colorado. So it sucks. Yeah. But the point is, is to make people good enough that they go do better things. That's what I always talk about. Yeah, exactly. The we want to keep them here, but the idea is to send you off to better things. So what can you do? Yep. So, and that, and that's going to open up the new question of like, who fills that new role for the Eagles? Do they just appoint the assistant yeah. head coach up or do they maybe give someone like the assistant coach under Bednar's domain, give him the reins to the Eagles mm-hmm. because then he would use Bednar's schemes and stuff like that to, to make the Eagles better you know, that's to be determined, but um, yeah. In either sense, like, like we said before, we congratulate uh, Greg and, excuse me, wish him all the best in his ventures as the head coach for the Anaheim Ducks organization. Okay. Uh, next item. It is the Stanley cup final between the Vegas yeah. golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Now we we weren't uh, we didn't have an episode last week because of Memorial Day, but um, we've already played game one of the finals and uh, wow if that's if this is how this finals is gonna go, we are in for an amazing treat and yeah. I and I hope this thing goes to seven you know like this yeah. this is gonna be just incredible. Yeah, um, I hope. So the the question then becomes: This and all come out injured and broken for next year. Yeah. No kidding. We'll see that uh, Kachuk was playing with a broken collarbone and Bobrovsky ended up having a third eye grow on his forehead yeah. and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So looking how at he how the, last he, yeah, I mean, that was Aiden Hill. He had eyes in the back of his head too. That, that save yeah, I, was incredible. I know, but the better, the, the more spectacular the save, the more out of position the goalie was. That's why Vasilevsky. Oh, is he not was that he wasn't even in his crease. The only was, thing in the crease was his stick. <laughs> no, get that rebound, dude, and put it like two inches higher to start with. Like, oh, I bet he was just dying after that. But it's, it was. Uh, they've both been very good games. I was kind of stunned to see the Panthers panic a little bit, especially at the end. They did play a bit like just looking at that starting lineup that they showed on the ice mm-hmm. for that game one, I said, this, this is a tone setting line. And my brother and I just looked at each other and say, just first two shifts are going to be nothing but hard hits to yeah. set the tone. And sure enough. Um, but it, yeah, it did. It did seem like Florida had everything they needed, but it all just kind of fell apart in that third period. That you know, luck. they didn't just, get yeah, any bad puck luck, penalties. bad penalties at the worst kinds of times. Yeah. yeah, I I have despised the Kachuk family as a whole for as long as I've known of their existence. And I don't know what it is, but I have absolutely fallen in love with them, um, especially when you watch him play. And you just think, God, this guy is such a jerk and he's just a tool. And then he gets off the ice and he does his little interviews. I don't know if you watched his little NBA thing, but mm-hmm. he is so appreciative of his family, of his parents. Oh, yeah. He spends all his time thanking his teammates. And I just uh, love me a guy that loves his family and plays <laughs> like ass. Like, that's what else can you ask for out, of a, out of a guy? So it was, um, I don't want to say disappointing because it's not like 
I have some kind, but it was just very odd to see him so reckless and irresponsible the last few minutes of that game last night because they were mm-hmm. still still in it. But they've been perfect for too long, so I suppose they gotta they gotta drop the ball occasionally. But I um, yeah really don't want Vegas to win. It's not even about wanting the Panthers to win. It's just want <laughs> Vegas to lose. See, that's that's kind of funny because I'm I'm in the boat where ultimately I'm tickled pink with whoever wins because it's a first time cup winner, you know, like it's it's gonna yeah, be great. Uh however I I am tending more toward Vegas, not to spite my wife whose second favorite team is the Panthers. All um right. but uh just just because it's been very impressive. Not their front office. I'm, this is nothing to do with their front office. Nothing to do with the GM. Their ability to manipulate nothing the like that. This is the players and the players only. It's been very fun to see that team go to two cups in, in their six-year history, seven-year history. So, yeah. um, what was anyone else? But at the- after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. But yeah, if... if- if Florida wins, I'm still just as happy. You know, this yeah. this is just a very fun matchup, especially how the two teams got there. Vegas kind of had an easier road. Florida's was definitely the more uh, noteworthy storybook type. I just think they deserve it. But we'll see, you know, if if Bobrovsky goes down, then the Panthers go down. I mean, the Panthers yeah. aren't. And, and that's kind of what I think in this particular game. It's going to be a goaltending question because you have – Bobrovsky, who has literally carried team the teams through every single round, you know, and and obviously it helps when you have scores like Kachuk, Duclair, you know, those types of players. But But there's like Jeff Merrick says, there's guys that get you there and there's guys that get you through mm -hmm. something like that. But like Bobrovsky is. I just I want to see that redemption for him where people just shut yeah. up about his ten million dollar. I, I would agree with that. Up, does anybody ever whine about? If you guys don't, Bobrovsky gets paid about ten million dollars a year, and I, what does Vasilevsky make? Six. Bobrovsky is the Something reason like that. that no goalie will ever get paid, and Bennington <laughs> is the reason if, no goalie will ever get anything a over seven from now on. <laughs> You will see goalies on three by threes indefinitely. <laughs> like, even even if the cap ready. went to two hundred million dollars, you'd never yes. see a goalie making more than seven. <laughs> so if he but no, and so it's it, prove it. That's a big step for goalie. Exactly, goalie. and that's kind of where my thing is. It's like if if Florida wins the Stanley Cup, in my opinion, Bobrovsky deserves that. 
Wisconsin. Absolutely. Like it's Kachuk has done wonders for that team. For sure. You know, that's that's not a question. Disappeared at times. But but that's just it. Bobrovsky, you know, there's there's five skaters on the ice. There's only one goalie, and his main responsibility is to stop five other people. Well, did you see in that 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 long like third triple overtime game? He lost like 20 pounds. 20 pounds. And he in says one he, game. he loses like 10 to 15 pounds every single game. He's not kidding. It's insane. I can't believe they didn't have him. On, they said at one point he played with like an IV drip. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, like that's just nuts. Just like, oh, nuts. That's not so. <laughs> so, in either sense, like I said, the outcome is going to be very fun. It's disappointing right. I mean, that none of them are the avalanche. Now, let's not, let's not get too carried away. No. Um, but it is fun to see it's there's going to be a new time, a first time cup champion. Yeah. Uh, Lucas always puts on a show with their arena, and I bet you oh my God. that's that, my I watch it and I'm like, God, I want to love it so bad. It's so cool. The drums, yeah. the glasses. I want to know how they're not blind by the time they leave. I like, know, and I'm just like a five hour drive from Vegas, too. So I really could just take a weekend and hop, hop God, down there. But that. well, and that's what so the game starts at like seven o'clock and then puck drops at like 842. Because they've got a uh, whole puck, I believe, has already like... dropped. Oh, is it? It's a yeah, we're at wild. 14 minutes left. Have you seen their whole pregame get up where they do like a parade with a band and then they do like an actual yeah. band concert, but they've got their drummers and stuff, but they do a whole And then they have the night on the ice so and yeah, they have all yes, kinds of stuff. So like it is a It's about the most vaguest <laughs> yeah. thing they could do to a hockey game. And that's you couldn't do it anywhere else. Vegas is the no. only place that you do it. So I love it, yep. but I hate it. Like that's it's um <laughs> jealousy. Most of what it is, but For at least sure. I can admit that. <laughs> yep. And then if so, so back to the the question of the goaltenders. Then is so Bobrovsky, who who is a, a brick wall. He is kind of yeah. one of their best two players on the team. Switch that to accidentally stumbled his way into playing in the Stanley right. Cup final third string Aiden Hill. <laughs> you yeah, know? I think he was a giveaway in a trade, wasn't he? Like he was not, he, he's not he supposed was just, to be. He was just kind of mincemeat in a trade from San Jose, made his way into Vegas and due to injuries and stuff, he ended up playing yeah. through in the season. Uh, then Logan Thompson went, went out for the season and he and Brassois became the tandem. Then, during the playoffs, you know, and, and Quick comes in. Mind you, Jonathan Quick is still no. at Vegas that is not playing. He becomes the main mantelpiece for that mm-hmm. team, which is so yeah. insane to me because of just how stuff landed right in his lap. And, and in my opinion, I think he's risen to that occasion. He has been very Absolutely. good now. He's no Stonewall Jackson to, you know, what Bob Rowski is. Right. And will this last forever? Probably not. But you don't need it to last forever. You need it to last about two more weeks. You you need to last, uh, at least for them, three more wins, you know. Um, But the the thing with Aiden Hill is even though he was, he is a, I don't want to call him lesser of a goalie, but just Mm -hmm. Bob Rowski has, he's on an elite tier. He's in his zone. Proven. Yeah. Vegas has that team in front of them that you shot know, blocking jerks, shot blocking, you know, always in the way of the lane type type players, yeah. which make Aiden's Hill job just that more easy. Not to yeah. mention the fact that those pipes, I swear, in Aiden's Hill's crease are about oh my god, around. one of them hit it so loud that you could hear it like it somebody was whacked swear. the camera on the bar, and it oh, was like, How it was hard. amazing. 
that's uh it's an incredible thing as a goalie you and I don't like I feel like it sounds dramatic but you genuinely learn by the pitch of the puck whether it went in or not like you learn if it's you know yep because if it's a if it's a short tink you know it went in if it's a long ping it didn't go in it's uh it's really interesting I I realized that a while back and I thought it was pretty funny but he's um he could come out next year and just be an, a, a regular backup again. Mm-hmm. But, and this is, this is kind of um, our topic coming up about does the best team win? Usually a lot of it rides on the goaltending a lot, a lot, a lot of it rides. On the yep. And, and let's go ahead and dive into that. Then yeah. if I had a little segue, I would, it would be really, yeah. no, I mean, I think but, because it's put these two teams in the position, which would these two teams would you consider the best? Well, and and so that is the question, you know, mm-hmm. everyone talks about the best team, right? Mm-hmm. You need, how, how do you see the best team? Cause there's two, there's two, in my opinion, there's two ways to look at it. There's on paper and right. there's on the ice. Yep. So you got right? the league standing versus the sexy. Exactly. Right. So like, for example, by the strictest definition, if, if you're kind of an you know elitist in that type of group, mm-hmm. it, it should have been Vegas and Boston in the final. Right, and those Boston were the best the teams. Stanley Cup and just give them the gold medals for next year's Olympics. Too. Exactly, like like Boston, the most handedly. successful regular season team in all of history, in the history of the sport, but and they, that is the very first make or break of a Stanley Cup team. The very first thing that can break you is your goaltending. And exactly. that's a lot of what yep. broke them. So I think that's the first thing that you have to conquer as to whether if they're the best and their goaltending goal t- is serviceable, then I think you move yep. on to the next layer of issues. Yep. And and keep in mind, everyone, for those that are listening, we're talking about in tournament tournament style play, you know, not like, for example, making your way through the league, because in that sense... Yeah, they right. it sifts itself out. I can see how the best team becomes number one. Like that's not a question. Right. But this as far as when you're putting one versus eight in a long sample of when, a season, when it's a series, best series, or even mm-hmm. even single game elimination, whatever it is, in my opinion, the best team always wins. Now, when I say best team, it's whoever scored more goals than the mm-hmm. other that to me is the better team now there should have been you know for example let's say you pin up the tampa bay lightning versus like the columbus blue jackets mm-hmm. yeah the stats would say tampa should win 90 percent of the time yeah right but th- that's a numbers thing yeah. that's not what happens out on the ice right so what happens out on the ice is that the better team won the game yeah so that's kind of my look to it, Britt. I don't know if, if the you, better team isn't ever evolving. It's 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 a 50-50. You know, the, yeah. the numbers can tell you all they want, but especially and it's especially obvious in the game of hockey, it is a 50-50 chance for someone to win a game. Mm-hmm. You know. I think that we um so the way I kind of see it is you come into the beginning of the playoffs, and I think that on paper gives you a good way to assess um Cause we know that Boston did good. We know that they were good and you and I, mm-hmm. you know, we do a hockey podcast. So obviously we're, we're a little more in tune than a lot of like average fans or just, um, 
I don't like the term like fair weather fan because I gladly welcome anybody that wants to root for the people that I love. But I, most people aren't paying attention, especially outside of our division um, and our, you know, so it's a good way to look and just establish like this is who is expected to win. This is who has performed up to this point. But I feel like um, the playoffs changes immediately. I feel like if you pay attention deeply, you can change who you consider the best before the game is played when you consider playoff style being such a brutal Mm-hmm. on some teams um i just don't think that on paper has a whole lot to do with anything other than gauging what you might be looking at but i i think that as far changes. standing yeah i think it changes yeah exactly um i usually after the first i think you can determine a new best and who deserves it but um mm-hmm. i think the first thing that you look at is the goaltenders and how they finished out the season and i think that you can definitely make a different opinion of who the best is mm-hmm. right there because Olmark, I mean, really wasn't doing that great. They kind of had a little bit of a skid, but so did the Avs last year mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. So I um, I think once you get past the goalies, then you just have a lot of other factors that go into it. And a lot of it, I don't think is talent at all. It's, I just, it takes stars aligning and luck that you cannot control. So mm-hmm. I think you have to look at the controllable things and then I think you look at the mentality of the team and then it comes down to the stuff on the paper. There's just teams that aren't driven to win. And then there's teams yep. that just get really shitty luck. And that's, yep. I think it's a little bit of both for the abs this year. I don't think we had the same drive as last year. We we're mm-hmm. missing elements and we had a lot of really bad luck. And that's what I yep. um, think that Dallas, I think that they had quite a bit of bad luck too. And Vegas has had so much luck. And while, mm-hmm. The Panthers have what they've done is incredible. They've also just gotten really lucky on a lot of stuff. And that's yep. it all shakes even eventually, supposedly, but it's you know, it just is what it is. I really believe that it's a lot of luck. But I think that yeah. I'm with you that the best is irrelevant to season standings, especially when you consider the Maple Leafs. You know, that's the <laughs> point. It's irrelevant. Yep. But it's it's ever changing through the playoffs and yeah. it, it always will be. There's not Nobody has come in and swept the entire playoffs. Yep, that's right. And and you you bring up a good point because you know if we really were talking about the best, as far as you know, if you could predict every single time, you know who the winner would be and what the score mm-hmm. would be, blah 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 blah. You would know, or I should say, the factors that would never exist would be injuries, personal right. reasons. You're one of your team incidences. Yeah, Yeah, just those things that you cannot predict, right? If if you thought that we would lose Kale McCarr to a suspension, Kale McCarr, exactly, right? So it's like it's it's all those things that you don't account for. Now, if you if those don't exist and everything was happy and Mm -hmm. great and injuries never existed. Yeah, then that gives the paper a little bit more of a of a reason right. to be essentially the best. there is a correlation eventually between the mm-hmm. luck and the uncontrollables to paper because you make your own luck, something in between there. Luck, luck. Exactly. And and that just is like there's this other thing called drive, right? Which Here's team wanted it more, you know? So that's another thing to take into consideration. So right. But you yeah, have to execute it, it correctly, and that doesn't come uh-huh. in the form of penalties. And exactly, so it's it's one of those things you you just simply cannot say. Now, there's some things where you can safely assume, you know, but right. most of the time, at least in the sport of hockey, you can't always guarantee. Yeah. The on paper better team is going to win. Now, if it's a t- now if it's something like basketball, 
you know, you can kind of. Crystal nuggets. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> little shout out to them. But yeah. uh, basketball is kind of more polarizing where it's like if it's later in the in the regular season or something and you have like the worst team playing the best team, yeah. it's going to be like a 40-point blowout. And that's yeah. kind of seen. But at the same time, you don't know. So at well, least in the game of hockey. With basketball the other night, that – and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like – 90% of the teams that were like the number one seed playing the number eight seed had. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, I think it was 90%. It was a shocking mm -hmm. number had ended up going and winning the championship. So I'd say that basketball is a lot more predictable in that. Predictable. Because essentially the Nuggets yep. have to win. And if they don't, then they're entering a very obscure percentage of teams that haven't. A very minority percentage. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and then with so then with hockey, it's like the opposite. I did. I don't know if I sent you that thing earlier, but of the last 36 teams that won the president's trophy. So the best regular season team, the best, yeah. the best team um, since the 36 teams that have won it since it was introduced in 85, only eight of them went on to win the Stanley Cup. So like that's that same year, that only eight of the best teams. Wow like the best of uh -huh. since we started recording have won the Stanley cup. So it's like, so who are they really the best? The best teams aren't <laughs> the best, or it just shows you the parody in the NHL and how beautiful and how seriously mm -hmm. disgusting it is sometimes too, because when you consider it, like it is astounding that Boston is done and it, mm -hmm. it all can just come down to such small factors, which a goaltending goaltender playing out of their mind isn't a small factor, but when you consider it's like one person on the ice out of all of these other factors, it's, and look at Dallas. I mean, that's, that was a very unlucky time for Mr. Ottinger to forget how to play hockey or mm. get whatever, you know, we're sure. always hurt when we lose and we're feeling good when we win. So I don't know, but it, that's it's very true. Um, so yeah, the last one was the Hawks when they won in 2013. They had won the President's Trophy, which they were like, I mean, that's an unprecedented team of yeah. winners. So it's hard to even count that. But yeah, it's just, it's incredible to me. And especially when you consider there were even less teams, you know, several years ago. So it wasn't yeah. like there was so much more competition. And I don't know. I just thought that's crazy. So the NBA and the NHL are totally opposite in that aspect, even though they operate a lot the same. So it's just weird. Mm -hmm. Hockey's just, it's a weird. It's, it's know. one of those teams what, where, or one of those games where, you know, you're skating on a sheet of ice, handling mm -hmm. a chunk of rubber that could break your face. Yeah. And you're trying to shoot it in a six by four net with some guy in front of you. 
yeah, that kind of evens the playing field a little yeah, bit, so, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the thing is, there's no absolute control of anything on the ice. Because you, you mm -hmm. throw a basketball, you know where it's going. But you, the thing you is... You have like, complete pass possession. Yeah, or have you ever seen a puck hit like a dip in the ice or hit the boards and bounce mm -hmm. the direction? Have taken on bounce. Yep. Yeah, it's... it's um, it's you know, and it keeps it interesting. And maybe that's why I like hockey more than all the other ones. But, and I just, I, I agree. I grabbed Allie's comment because like, it is people are acting like um, the Panthers came from like out of nowhere. Like this is so surprising, but they, they had a killer year last year mm -hmm. um, and they did, they absolutely dropped the ball and they went into the playoffs with um, Burnett was their coach for the playoffs last year. Wasn't he? And he had been a, he had been a um, assistant coach up until then, so I mean, it's a pretty gnarly year. Didn't they started with Joe Quenville, right? I always confuse whether that was or was yes. that Nashville. No, that was Florida. Yeah, I so they started with Quenville, a very, very well respected, very good coach mm -hmm. as far as hockey goes. Life, not as much, but hockey, <laughs> and they had him just ripped out from under them literally within a day. I mean, I think they let him coach that last game and he was gone. And I would imagine they cut off contacts. That probably was mm -hmm. not a clean cut. Well, or too oh, clean. sure. But uh, then they went in with Burnett. So that may have, I feel like if there was a time for a coach to matter, it's definitely in the playoff time. Sure. Um, so they're definitely not, they're underdogs for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but they're not as much as a lot of people are acting like they are. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to that whole best team theory, look at who is in that final, the last team mm -hmm. barely speaking into the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and they have beaten out the competition Boston best huh. ever team to hit an, an eye sheet in yeah. history. The Toronto who, yeah. I mean, they made it to the second round. Yay. Cool. And they sweep the Carolina Hurricanes who were making a statement of their own you people. Know. And I feel like it's every year. I mean, they left Rod Brennamore in an absolute like mind <laughs> swirl. He was just baffled. He just didn't even know what to say. All Did he wanted you to see do was what he said back. after that game <laughs> for a loss. You know, you'll look back and we got, <laughs> but you know what? We didn't get swept. So it's like, Oh, I God. watched that whole series. We didn't get swept. My brother and I, I are laughing you, gotta, you understand what he's day. saying. Which it's not I get like where he's that. coming from. It's like, it didn't feel. No. Like and that's like how it was against the Oilers last year. Like it didn't feel like we, you know, went ran Sweet through them. But yeah. we did, but, but it just you did, yeah. And Ron but Vince, at the like, same time, he's a well-spoken just... <laughs> man. He's a man. Um, he's an intense person. He's got a lot to say about hockey and about teams and about his players, and he's got a lot of ideas. And he just sat up there like, I don't know what to freaking do. I literally don't know what to do. Is essentially what he said. We. He's like, I've done all I can. Played awesome. My goalie yeah. played good. My players played good. And Freddie Anderson's like, I finally don't suck, and we still can't do it. Like, we. It's there. A, like a habitual mid I mean they've gotten out what it's, in the second or third round every it's the Rod Brendamore curse I don't know oh, I, I don't know what to tell you but I like I like I said my brother and I were just just having giggling fits over what because like I said his intent we understand what he was trying to I'm say but just the way he said it like, was oh, the buddy. funniest thing where yeah. he just I you know he yeah, just so says I don't watch that series it, yeah and he, we didn't get swept and it's like uh dude the vein bulging in his forehead. Yeah. 
And especially that that matchup was so tough because I don't and you listen to the same podcast that I do, but Rod Brindamore played for Paul Maurice and Paul Maurice essentially oh, yeah. ended his career on a pretty yucky, you know, it wasn't sour. Um, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a lovely departing. And so that was really personal for those guys. <laughs> and I, I love Rod Brindamore. So I really wanted that um, for him. I really didn't want to see Carolina win. They just don't really do anything for me this year, but uh, I don't okay. know. I would have liked to see him get a little more success, especially when you're, when you watch up there and he's just like, we played really good. Like, I don't know. I don't really know. We didn't get swept. Yeah. And, and it was a great series. I mean, don't, I mean, all credit to Carolina. They, they played fantastic, but that's just kind of how the better team yeah. won the game or in this case, yeah. the series. So anyway, my, my lights have turned off on me. They're like, yeah, we're done. Here. Okay. So, um, okay. Well, I don't think I have any other, uh, news article, news, uh, worthy, uh, Oh, here we go. No, I, I don't think so. I was going to ask, I don't know if you saw, did you see that the CHL um, has switched up all of their penalty rules? So the serving of penalties, and I can't remember what they all are. Chris was actually talking about it. Chris Maselli. He's like my favorite. Um, I love Locked On. If anybody's ever looking for more Avs podcasts, yeah, Locked On is great. I love Chris and Shaggy, but um, the, you'll have to look it up. I should have written it down, but I it vaguely crossed my mind. So essentially with the new penalty rule, if you go in the box um, and the other team scores, you stay in the box for the full two minutes. Um, yes. And then if the other Don't team scores that. on a delayed penalty, you still have to serve you the still penalty. still have to serve the penalty? I yes. I like that as well. I, what about I, like Because it's like they – and then what was the last one? Anything oh. shorthanded related? I don't think anything would change there, right? Oh, one of them, which I thought was kind of ra- random, that if you score shorthanded, then your penalty is done, which I thought was peculiar. But I suppose that invites you to busting your ass while you're shorthanded to try to score. Yeah, that, and take that more could risk. provide incentive. I'm yeah. not opposed to that. One more, man, what was it? I can't remember. I'll have to look it up and I'll, I'll post it up because it was yeah. really interesting. But I like I like seeing and that's what it like the CHL, the AHL, like that's where should we, we should be doing this stuff. My son, so I play adult hockey. So like we have our own, usually it's like two line icing, like we're old and we don't want to have to skate as much. And, <laughs> uh, but so I'm coaching his solar bears team and we were in Minneapolis for a tournament like two weeks ago. And this is their first time playing on full ice and they iced it. And uh, what was it? Oh, they had a penalty mites they, they're getting penalties like going in the penalty box um and with usa hockey you can't ice it on the penalty anymore which i was like holy crap especially for wow, that would yeah, ruin a lot mites. of people's penalty killing very very interesting and that's what i was thinking is uh because i'm a huge supporter and getting rid of offsides huge like i'd love to see what the minds could come up with as far as how gameplay would change oh yeah strategies. it would be so incredible but um that'd be interesting yeah, so I just haven't played USA hockey in so long because adults were not registered USA hockey. And my kids been playing half, you know, mites and stuff. But now I, I, I wanted to do some research and see like what people have thought of that because that's a really good incentive to not get a penalty. Because could yeah. you, could you imagine watching the NHL not being able to ice it? That, like that would be insanity. Yeah, pure and insanity. Like, I don't know how, and I guess it's been a couple of years like that. So I'm curious to see if they've addressed how, that they feel it's successful. But it's a great incentive to not get penalties, I think. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, I was, that was random, but I kept wanting to bring that up. No, I, I no, you're good. Stuff, especially 
not like they're guinea pigs, but I kind of like the idea of doing it in the AHL, you know, the CHL where just test it, see what happens. Right. And they they can test it at a higher level, so you can see a better correlation than if it works for the mites, might not work for the NHL. But mm-hmm. I'm curious, so I don't know. That's my last little tidbit. I no, like very good. And and honestly, we might do some hockey 101 teach people basic rules of hockey on the podcast that would be kind of fun but um to be determined so all right at the so as the time of recording this alec martinez just scored to make a 2-0 for the golden knights um i do think it would be kind of poetic if he won their game four in overtime and if they're gonna do it i want all of their little like dweeby misfit guys to actually do it like i just I the Eichel redemption story is like cool, kind of, but I just look at his face and I honestly just want to slap him. I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't, and I that'll probably change because I've gone from absolutely hating um Brad Marchand to I love him now. I just fall in love with him and Kachuk. So if maybe someday I'll love Eichel, but I just don't, I don't feel that one coming. But I like it for Martinez, um, who's our their P guy, uh, Pacioretty. I always get Petrangelo well, and Petrangelo. There's Petrangelo and White Cloud and yeah, I like Nab and yeah. It'd be nice to see those guys do some stuff. Um, you know, I just they it's it always hurts my feelings to think about the guys that get released in expansion drafts. So I always want good things for them. <laughs> it's like I know. when I thought about like just like we just like gave away Donskoy and it was like sorry donkey and then he just goes and has a or as jonah don soki yeah is what they announced (laughs) so all righty well that uh concludes the episode then and like i said at the time this recording golden knights are up two zero could we have a winner by next week we could if if the golden knights sweep we could have a winner by next week I don't think that will. So, I think somebody will uh, win. Yeah, for, for my wife's sake, this thing needs to swap uh, fast. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so, that just proves how close it really was between one mm-hmm. and eight. So that the best is not that much worse or much better than the worst. Like, that's exactly curious. right. Okay, everyone. So thank you once again for watching this episode of the Cluster Puck Podcast. Once again, you can follow the MHRT Network so you can get notified when shows just like us get go live. Uh, we have shows throughout the week. Um, us on the Cluster Puck, we are typically Mondays at uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, if you want to follow the MHRT Network to get that notification, we implore you to do so. We would really love uh, your following and support. If you want to follow us in the, uh, specifically, just follow us at the Cluster Puck Abs on Twitter and Instagram. Cluster the Cluster Puck Podcast on Facebook. We I'm need getting it. really. Cl- <laughs> we need this. You're very this close there. You're really. Think, man, this this name <laughs> makes me think. Um, so once again, everyone, thank you for watching. Uh, we'll see if we have a Stanley Cup winner by next week. And as always, go Abs, go. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Hustle out, hustle every single day. I'll be After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 